Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of Blatant Homers and Podcast, part of Crimson and Cream Machine on the SB Nation network of podcasts. It is week 10, I believe, in the college football season, although time doesn't really seem to have much meaning anymore. Uh, we've also been going through four days or three days, something of uh, election coverage. I don't even know at this point. Uh, Skinny, what's going on, man? Uh, you know, doing well. Uh, you know, as we were talking about, uh, oh, you know, before this, I, I'm happy to have a little football to, to pay attention to. Uh, I can only look at, you know, red and blue maps of uh, Pennsylvania yeah. for so much longer. This, the count's been stuck on like Biden 254 and Trump 213 for like three days now, it seems like. But well, <laughs> they keep going yeah. in. And- and that's the thing. You, like, you, you can't turn it off, right? But then it's like you realize as the day goes on, like, this is moving really yeah. slowly, and then you look yes. up and you see like the like Pennsylvania is a, is not not even to like ninety percent counted yet, and you're like, oh man, right? I mean, but, like, yeah. it's not like two thousand where it was just one state and everybody's like, what the hell's going on here? It's like there's four of them, and actually, no, everybody does know what's going on. It's just they're drips and drops of information <laughs> like every couple hours they'll be like oh we've got 15,000 ballots in from Gwinnett County yeah. oh only you know 275,000 more left to go <laughs> you know like, yeah, like this isn't doing it for me but anyway again that's my brother the skinny folks uh you know it, it's that time of the week when we do picks trying not to suck our weekly handicapping podcast uh you know everything with the election i haven't had as much time to uh, look at the board this week looks actually pretty tight though there aren't a whole lot of games where i was just uh blown away by what was out there but um just to recap where we're at again we pick five games against college football games against the spread every week our five favorites and we're going head to head right now uh i am currently sitting at a uh, gaudy 72 percent hit rate uh 24 and a half out of 34 i went four for five last week with uh west virginia covering texas covering auburn tcu and then i had a loser with penn state uh, Skinny is also above the Mendoza line, I believe, here. Yeah, he is at uh, 57%, uh, 20 out of 35. He had, let's see here, last week, I believe he got Northwestern. He got Arkansas. He got Cincinnati. Then he had two losers with Illinois plus seven and OSU minus three and a half. So uh, if you know anything about how this works, folks, uh, to borrow a phrase we've all heard a lot this week, expect a little tightening <laughs> here in these uh, <laughs> win percentages the next couple of weeks. But let's go ahead and uh, get started. And Skinny, I will let you kick it off this week for us. What is your first pick of the week? All right, I'm going to that uh, sexy matchup in the Big 12. I'm looking at Baylor going into Ames. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Iowa State getting 14 here. You know, obviously Iowa State, uh, you know, a nice story. Uh, not totally unexpected, but a nice story so far in the Big 12. Uh, Baylor is – Baylor's struggling, man. Baylor's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it pro- might be the worst – well, I don't know. Them and Tech are probably – outside of Kansas, you know, right there at the bottom of the, uh, the big 12. Um, you know, I think Iowa state, you know, they've got something to play for. I think, uh, I'll take them laying the points. Interesting. Yeah. I look, gave a long look at that one. Uh, man, I think that, uh, Dave Veranda has a pretty big rebuild job coming up. Yeah. Going on there. That's been kind of my takeaway this year. Um, all right. So that is 
skinny. He's going to lay the 14 with Iowa State. Okay, noted. Um, all right. I'm going to start off with one of the big games of the week. The uh, world's largest outdoor cocktail party, you know, given the uh, circumstances, not a lot of partying will be going on, I'm sure. But we got the Georgia Bulldogs and Florida Gators matching up there in uh, Jacksonville. And the more I looked at this game, I'm just having, I, I know everybody loves Florida this year. I just haven't been as impressed with them, especially, particularly their defense. It just, it leaves a lot to be desired. Um, you know, Kyle Trask is actually, I think, a little kind of kind of underwhelmed me. Um, and, you know, they've had so many issues with COVID the past few weeks. Dan Mullen kind of melting down. Um, and, you know, Georgia, I'm not a huge fan of Stetson Bennett, but, I mean, just... Top to bottom, their roster is so good, and uh, you know they won't have to do much, uh, you know, by way of uh, gimmicks or any tricks to uh, keep you know kind of Florida's offense at bay. I, I'm not normally a big fan of lane points with a team like Georgia, but I'm going to go ahead and do it here. I will uh, go ahead and lay the three and a half with the Bulldogs there in Jacksonville. Ooh, okay, well, I'm actually going the other way. Oh, man, not one. so fast. I know, I know. Well, no, first of all, I, I think you're a little overly bearish on Florida, but but no, I mean, I hear you. They're, they're getting a lot of hype, so um, it, it, which, which may not quite be fully deserved here. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just keep going back to Georgia, and, and I agree with you that probably, you know, you match up that personnel, you're, t- you're taking Georgia, right? Uh, but I can't get over the quarterback position. And maybe it's just because, you know, I'm, I'm overly swayed by what I saw against Bama, right? Yeah. But um, to me, that's kind of the difference in this one. And uh, with Georgia getting three rivalry game, I will – or sorry, yeah, so Georgia giving yeah. three, uh, I, I'll take Florida in the points. Yeah. Uh, how is it, though, that like Georgia still can't get a better quarterback or or like, you know, I mean, JT, I'm assuming JT Daniels probably we won't see him this year. Right. I mean, just given where we are at this point. Yeah, I, I assume not. Right. Well, I mean, I guess they've got one on the way. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm blanking on the kids. Name yeah. Vander- from Bogart, yeah. Vandergriff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so they'll get a couple years out of Daniels, presumably after this, but yeah. All right. Okay, so that is Florida plus three and a half. All right. Uh, My second game, I'm going with one of the big games of the week, another one. That is Clemson going to Notre Dame. Now, Notre Dame is obviously going to be a very, very trendy underdog this week because, you know, they're going to be waking up the echoes there in South Bend. Uh, Clemson is going to be missing Trevor Lawrence plus a couple guys uh, on defense, Mike Jones, I believe, being one of them. So there's a lot setting up here to uh, in that kind of going Notre Dame's way. But here's the problem, I think, with the Irish: they have they're really good along the lines of scrimmage, but they don't have anybody explosive outside like they just they they cannot get anything going downfield and and i mean ian book just isn't that kind of thrower either uh you know i've seen plenty of brent venables defenses in the past and if you can't take advantage of him and and stretch them down the field to me it's over i mean i i think uh for all the problems with clemson you know health wise and everything 
I think that they're going to uh, go into South Bend, and I doubt they'll wax Notre Dame, but I don't see Notre Dame putting enough enough putting up enough points here. I'll go ahead and lay the five and a half with uh, the Tigers. Yeah, I you know I felt like I needed to pick this game as well, and I'm going the same way um, for much of sim- the, you know similar reasons to what to what you outlined, and and I think Notre Dame is really good. Yeah, um, it's just. I think this is a bad matchup for them. And I also think that, you know, Clemson will kind of be somewhat refocused after, uh, yeah, after that, that BC performance. But, but I mean, yeah, exactly. I think it, it's just, it's not a great matchup for, for Notre Dame style in particular this year. Right. I mean, I think Notre Dame's really well coached and I think that they've got, you know, the, I, I like their personnel, but it's just that one spot and man, I mean, against you know you got to be able to uh, challenge him in my challenge Clemson's defense so all right so we're both going with Clemson minus five and a half all right let's see here so now we're up to my third pick oh man you know it's so funny after week one uh, in the big 10 everybody watching Minnesota and Michigan and thinking oh my god you know the Wolverines uh, Harbaugh's done it week later you know i was watching the friday night game where minnesota when maryland was just going up and down the field on minnesota and i mean it's like i could already hear this the stampede of betters going to the window to bet against michigan on saturday and uh, lo and behold they uh lose outright to uh, michigan state which is really not a particularly good team uh you know a lot of uh, talk about if harbaugh's the bright guy there in ann arbor i think they bounce back this week. I'm going to go ahead and lay the three with Michigan against Indiana, uh, a team that I think Indiana is probably um, a little bit out over their skis at this point. I like the, I like the Wolverines to bounce back this week, and I will lay the three points. Ooh, Ooh. Uh, yeah, I like that one. I looked at it hard, but then I just thought to me the line looked uh, it even kind of seemed strange. I, I actually thought it you know Michigan would be favored by a little bit less. Um, just given kind of where people are on Indiana and then after that performance for Michigan last week. But, um, yeah, interesting. All right. What is going to be uh, your fourth game, Skinny? Ooh, okay, go to the SEC. Um, <clears throat> looking at Tennessee going into Arkansas. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm not alone in this, I guess, but I, I just think Tennessee's at a point where they're, they are about to implode. Um, and I still, you know, I know they, they got beat up last week by AM, but I, I still think Arkansas is pretty good here. So um, I will take Arkansas minus two, um, kind of betting against Tennessee here. Yeah, Arkansas kind of snuck in the back door last week there in that AM game. Uh, you're starting to hear some talk about uh, maybe Sam Pittman taking over for uh, Tom Herman down there in Austin. Mm, yeah, maybe not a bad. I mean, I just I don't know Texas can't seem to pick the coach these days. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I don't know. Something tells me that wouldn't get the boosters too fired up. But no, no. Uh, all right, so we've got skinny. So you're taking Arkansas there. Uh, let's see here. That is what Arkansas plus two. Uh, yes, Arkansas yes, plus sorry. two. All right, I, I said minus two. We're plus yeah, two. Yeah, they're yes. yeah they're getting getting points there. Okay. All right, so my next pick, I am going to go with a team coming off a loss. That would be the Oklahoma State Cowboys. 
Um, if you watched much of that game last week against Texas, I think OSG is going to be kicking themselves. Uh, they had every opportunity. Uh, really, Texas should not have been in that game. Uh, but, you know, you turn it over four or five times, you give up a 100-yard kick return, suddenly you're in overtime. Um, if I'm Oklahoma State, I'd as, as disappointed as I'd be with the result, though, I mean – they played awfully well. Uh, the defense looks really looks really strong, and for Kansas State right now, uh, they they're almost heading the opposite direction. Um, that's a team that's really been kind of oddly enough been fueled by special teams this season. They've got had a lot of like you know uh, block kicks and stuff that have led to scores. But last week against West Virginia, uh, you know they had uh, Will Howard, their quarterback, turning it over a bunch. I feel like uh, Oklahoma State gets right and covers the 12-and-a-half here, so I'll go ahead and lay it with the Pokes. Whew, man, we're looking at the same games because um, I picked this one as well. Um, boy, and you're right, Oklahoma State will kick themselves. I mean, it, it's pretty clear. That's one of the better defenses, I think. The big – I mean, you know, again, <laughs> relative, yeah. right? But that, that the Big 12 has seen in a handful of years here. Um in Oklahoma State, that is. Um, but, you know, I'm looking at this thing, going to K-State. K-State, you know, 12 is a, 12 is a pretty big number going going into Manhattan. I think K-State will kind of right the ship. I know you talked about last week with the turnovers and such. I'll take K-State getting the points. I'm going the other way. All right. So we're head-to-head there. Interesting. Okay. Fair enough. All right. You know what? I'll be honest. I had not picked a fifth game because, like I mentioned, I hadn't uh, I hadn't uh, been doing enough this week. But okay, I've got it though. This is outside my wheelhouse, but I've seen a lot of uh, these two teams this year: Maryland and Penn State. It's a huge number for Penn State, uh, twenty-five points. But I mean, Penn State has actually played a lot better than their record would indicate. Uh, I mean, they're 0-2 at this point. I've seen, you know, I haven't seen both these teams play. Maryland's defense is really bad. Uh, I think that uh, I'm willing to lay the 25 here. I know it's thick, and I don't normally play that uh, number that big, but I'm going to go with Penn State here just because, uh, like I said, I think that uh, the Nittany Lions are probably a little underrated at this point. And uh, Maryland is uh, Maryland's cruising for a bruise in here. So I will go ahead and lay it. So that's Penn State minus 25. Okay. So, oh, God, I had five favorites this week. That's trouble. Uh, let's see here. Okay. So just to recap, my five picks this week, I've got Georgia minus three and a half, Clemson minus five and a half, Michigan minus three, Oklahoma State lane 12 and a half, and Penn State giving 25. Skinny has Iowa State minus 14. He is against me in the cocktail party with Florida plus three and a half. We're on the same page with Clemson. Uh, he's laying five and a half. He's taking Arkansas plus two, and he's against me in the Oklahoma State-Kansas State game. He's got uh, Kansas State plus 12 and a half. So uh, we'll see how it goes, but let's talk about the, the Sooners. Man, I, I I mean, I wish there was something, a lot to, more to talk about this week. Uh, you know, Oklahoma taking on Kansas. Uh, OU's a favorite in, on the, uh, I think, about 38, 37 points. Um, I guess, though, I mean, last week was – Last week was about as strong a performance as OU's given just top to bottom in, in years, from in, 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 at least in a couple seasons, in my opinion. 
Yeah, without a doubt. And I mean, you just you see the difference that, you know, two NFL guys, you know, one on each side of the ball, um, you know, and particularly even Stevenson, because the the offense was, you know, while while decent, was just missing, you know, a dynamic player outside of um, or looking for a dynamic player to emerge outside of kind of uh, what Rattler was doing. Right. Um yeah, I mean, they looked good. I mean, it, boy, it really helps when you're the ones getting the turnovers, um, right? So, <clears throat> but yeah, it's, again, the way OU's playing now, the offensive line coming together, both lines, the way they're playing, uh, the secondary solidifying a bit. I, I mean, it's hard not to see, uh, to me, like them them and OSU as just kind of a definite couple steps above the rest of the big 12 right you know i mean you're gonna still have some problems i mean you know if a team you go up against a team like iowa state again you know because it got those matchup issues with a guy like kohler but i think though the my big takeaway watching oklahoma last week was just that their personnel especially on the defensive side of the ball just looks different than they've had, you know, I mean, Oklahoma had kind of a top 10, top 15 type roster for about a decade there. This is the first time I've I've looked at them just kind of on the hoof and been like, okay, they're starting to look more like a top five kind of roster at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, especially, I mean, offense has never been an issue. On the defensive side of the ball, there's there's fewer kind of, of the uh, try hard guys and the projects out there and a lot more kind of finished products. Yeah, without a doubt, it, it, it's impressive. Um, just kind of size, speed, all that stuff. It's uh, it, way different than you know, like you've seen a bunch of Trey Norwood type uh, yeah. bodies out there in the secondary, right? So right, right. So so I guess you know, I mean, what's are you going to do here? Is this going to be one of those games where they kind of just uh, you know let off the gas in the second half and uh, try to try to finish it out? Maybe pull off like a you know, 28, 31 point type win, 31 point type win. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if I was going to, I mean, this is one of those games you hate as, as a better, right? Just cause I mean, are they going to be motivated? Yeah. What will they do if they do get a big lead? I mean, it's just, uh, I, I guess if I had to pick it, I, I'd probably take KU in the points. Um, but and the other thing is like, Oh, is, is kind of odd. Like go back four or five years. They've had this history of like kind of really sluggish starts, um, against KU as well. Yeah. That's true. Um, so I, I would probably stay away from this one, but if I was going to pick it, I think I would take Kansas in the points. Yeah, I mean, my guess is this, this is something like maybe they give up like 13 or something like that, maybe somewhere in the 45-13 type range, something like that. I don't know. But uh, I, if if it goes a different way, I guess we'll have a lot more to talk about in our next show. But uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, all right, Skinny. Well, um Best of luck, man. Really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, anytime. All right. Thanks again to the skinny. This has been, uh, you know, our latest edition of Picks Trying Not to Suck. Hope everybody else is uh, doing well out there. Uh, thanks to you all for joining us. And for the Blayton Homers and Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy. <laughs>